in today's show. We're recapping the action from Sunday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're here to talk about Sunday's game. It's probably going to be a short show. There's only four games on. We'll talk about the news. We'll talk about those games. Um, let's start off by looking at some news and some big injury stuff going on. Draymond Green is out for the next, or at least two weeks with this calf injury. Remember, he injured it in the pregame warm-up while, uh, for the Clay Thompson return game. And then he had that weird, I'm going to stay on the court for two seconds thing and then leave. And he'll be yeah, re-evaluated in two weeks. And apparently this calf issue is stemming from a problem in his disc in his back. That's not great. And at least two weeks makes me think this is going to be three weeks. Calf injuries can take a long time to heal, especially in older guys. I'm a little bit worried about this. Obviously, it boosts the value of Otto Porter. It boosts the value of uh, Johnny Kaminga. It boosts the value of Gary Payton, who was the bloke who was starting in place of Draymond anyway. But then he had his own injury problem. So we'll see when he gets back what ends up happening with... um, uh, with Gaza and where his rotation role sits. But I think this gives more value to Peyton. I wouldn't think that Kaminga is going to be a must roster player or anything along those lines. And Porter can be an interesting stream guy, but it does obviously open up opportunities for those players on the Warriors to step up. The other big news, of course, is Kevin Durant with the MCL injury. They've said four to six weeks. There's no way he's back in four weeks. There's just no way. Uh, six to eight would be my guess. Um, eight weeks puts you middle or start of the fantasy playoffs, depending on when your league is ending. Makes it tough, doesn't it? Yes, I know the official The official is four to six weeks. So that's middle of February, all-star break, four weeks, a bit after the all-star break. There's no way. All right? There's no way he's back before March. He's start of the fantasy playoffs. If you're in a really, really good position in your league, maybe you trade for him at a discount, but yeah, I'm still not I'm not expecting him back until middle of March. That would be my expectation on Durant. Now, with his absence, last two games, we've seen Kessler Edwards and Cam Thomas step up. Remember, though, that's been without Kyrie Irving. So we still don't have a full grasp on how that all goes. I think Edwards will remain starting. And he does have an interesting role. I think Thomas, Thomas will lose a bit when Irving returns. As I've said on the waiver Wire show earlier today, so you can go check that out. But Edwards is, I think, the guy here who is going to get the, the bigger boost between him and Cam Thomas. It does help James Harden a lot. <clears throat> His numbers are going to go through the roof. He's going to get usage going back up. It obviously doesn't help the Nets at all. That's pretty rough for them. Um, but this is always the worry with Durant. It's why we were looking at him as like a top four player per game, but we're really worried about the lower body injuries adding up. And there's another one here. So it's obviously a concern. Uh, CJ McCollum looks like he's returning tomorrow. I would... I still don't know where he sits long-term on this team or if he's traded. If he starts... If you get a really good offer in a deal, especially after he returns, I would be looking to cash in on that. Uh, but he is back. So, you know, I was told that maybe there's a chance he doesn't come back. That was obviously wrong. Uh, and he is back and he is ready to go. Let's see how it impacts Norman Powell when he's back, which could be tomorrow as well. 
and the impact that it's going to have on Anthony Simons will be interesting. Kyle Lowry out for tomorrow as well, but good news for Miami is Bam Bam at a bio has been upgraded to questionable. Lowry, I guess, didn't want the, re- want the revenge game stuff against Toronto, so he's out for personal reasons. We hope everything's okay with Kyle, but uh, Bam might be returning, and then we get to see the impact of the Bam slash Yurt7 situation, and also what happens now with Struess and Vincent and Butler with Lowry out. Zach Levine also injured across the weekend. Um, he's going to be out for the week. And Lonzo Ball's going to be out on Monday for the Bulls. So you're going to get that value increasing for Kobe White and Ayoda Sumnu, who was really good last game. 90% shooter. That's obviously not real. He's not that sort of guy moving forward. But there's some interesting stream value there for Desumnu as uh, as we move forward, at least while Lonzo and Levine are both on the sidelines for however long that ends up being. What a sound. That is the sound of a new sale, thanks to Shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts and startups, established businesses alike, can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. You can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash lockedonNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get free access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash lockedonNBA right now. That's shopify.com slash lockedonNBA. Okay, let's go into these games. First one, blowout. Suns handle the Pistons pretty easily. 135-108 on the road. The news out of this one is the injury to DeAndre Ayton with the sprained ankle. Um, We don't know how severe it is, but with him um, hurting himself and the Suns playing again on Monday, you would have to assume that he is going to miss at least Monday's game meaning we're looking at JaVale McGee and Jalen Smith as pickups. McGee played 15 minutes and had 20 points on 90%, just some new numbers, with six rebounds, while Smith had three and seven on zero of three uh, shooting. That's Kevin Porter Jr. numbers. Seven boards and two blocks for Smitty. I think that McGee is who I'd prioritize to add, but it is a 12-game slate. Actually, I should have mentioned this. 12 games tomorrow. Martin Luther King Day. Set your lineups early. Very early games on. Set your lineups early. Smith can be an ad, but again, there is 12 games on. So some players you add may not have any use on a Monday at all. Devin Booker had 30 and four with four assists. Good shooting there. Well, Cameron Payne played 31 minutes, Payno. 20 points, five rebounds, five assists. Now, of course, it's a blowout. Of course, it's against the Pistons. It's still encouraging. We only got 23 minutes from Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. But he had three threes, he had 11 boards, he had two steals with nine points. And while Cam Johnson remains out, Crowder's providing some back-end 12-team value. Chrissy Paul had 10-6-6, six, six, but didn't need to extend himself too much. But Mikael Bridges continues to struggle. 10 points, four assists, two threes, 40% shooting. He is now the 106th-ranked player this year. I am still holding him in category leagues, 12-teamers. But in 10s, I reckon if you moved on, you'd be all right. And in points leagues in 12s, I think dropping him is, is totally fine. Um, yeah, easy win. For the Pistons, Cade Cunningham had 21 points, four assists, shot the ball well, played just 25 minutes though. Why? Because he got ejected. Basketball refs, and if you are a basketball ref and you listen to this podcast, 
apologies, but you fucking suck. I, why are you so sensitive? Not you in particular. I'm sure you're a great bloke and a great ref. Um, but why are basketball refs the softest and most touchy of any sport ref that I've ever seen? Any sort of thing, oh yeah, you, you threw the ball back to me the wrong direction, you're rejected. Your tech foul, whatever. Just the most nonsense stuff that I've seen. And the Kate ejection was ludicrous. Yes, he was ejected because he already had a tech, so it was a second tech. But don't give him a tech because he did a reverse dunk and pointed to somebody. Oh, he was pointing at another player. Like, who cares? Who cares? Why, why, do, you, why do we care if he pointed? Did he go up to him? Did he get in his face? Did he punch him? Did he hit him? He pointed from a distance. We do, you don't know who he was pointing at. I don't know who he was pointing at. You, as a ref, can make that call and kick a guy out of a game. It's absolutely stupidity. Just let the shit happen. Nothing bad happened. Nothing bad was going to happen. Not even remotely close to anything bad happening. Just horrendous decision-making again from the refs. Anyway, Kate looked good before that happened. We've got 27 minutes of Corey Joseph, which is sick. It's awesome. Like, Why wouldn't we want that? 21 points, 7 assists with 4 threes. But to be fair, he's playing really well. He's playing good minutes, 25 a night. Too many of them, but playing good minutes. And he is at least a 12-team streamer. Killian Hayes is providing stream value as well for assists and steals. He didn't have any steals here, but he did have five assists with nine points. That's cool. And Diallo had 10 and four. I don't think that Hamadou Diallo is a 12-team league player. Have a time. Obviously, Killian Hayes isn't either, but he can be streamed. Um, all right, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Elf Stewart played 23 minutes. He had five and six. Get that garbage out of here! Gave him, we gave him a chance. Like, I drafted him. About pick 70, probably. All right, he's going to play 30 minutes. He's going to build on what he did last year. Usage will be solid. He'll go up a couple of ticks. Good efficiency. He'll block some shots. He'll get some rebounds. But no, Dwayne Casey played him fewer minutes than he was playing him as a starter last year. He lost his confidence. He played terribly. It's just a confluence of events that's terrible. Low minutes, low confidence from a coach, tying into low confidence and terrible production from a player. And now we're going to have Kelly Linick return. No way, mate. Isaiah Stewart, okay, he probably should have been dropped weeks ago. Um, but it's definitive now. Like, you can't hold on to him. And again, it's one of those players that annoys me so much because I hated him as a prospect. Hated him. Hated the Pistons picking him in the first round. Like, what are you blokes doing? Hated the idea of them looking at him as a future foundational piece in the rebuild. Like, you guys are idiots. This is not real. Like, he's not good. And then I went, oh, all right, they believe in him. They're going to pump the minutes in. Oh, we'll see some improvement. He, he surprised me. And now he looks exactly what I thought he would look like before he came into the NBA. Bad. The depressed penis had eight points in 29 minutes with two threes. We're back to bad Sadiq again, I guess. Still hold him in 12-team leagues, but that little hot run is uh, in the rearview mirror. While Trey Lyles scored well, 18 points. Somehow he got to the line 13 times in 19 minutes. And somehow he only hit six of them. A very weird line. But with Linux returning, with Lyles only playing those 19 minutes, um, it's hard for me to look at him as a must-roster player. That 13 free throws are completely insane. And that contributes to him scoring that much. And with Linux returning, he's just not going to have that opportunity. I don't think that Trey Lyles should be a 12-team league player. I just I don't think that is reasonable. Let's go to the next game. The Houston Rockets on the road beat the Sacramento Kings. The Kings are shocking, we know that. The Rockets win 118-112. Kevin Porter Jr., Cousin Kev. Really good. This is two good games in a row from him. Yes, both against the Kings, but still good. 23-4-7. I'm most impressed by the fact that he went 5 of um, 9 from 3. He was 50% overall from the field, and he hit all 6 of his free throws. There could be a pretty large chunk of this this that is flukiness. 
through the shooting, but getting the seven assists, the good scoring, the minutes up, and hitting your shots is really encouraging. These are the sort of games that we hold for. Um, as much as I don't like him as a player, as much as I don't think he's going to be a good player or, or even a, an average player, and I don't like the pairing with him and Green, he's been good. And we know that opportunity is so much about what fantasy basketball is about, and that's what he provided. 23 and 14 for the crucifix with three threes and a block. While the delicate dancer, Alperen Shingun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now, I don't think I can win with Shingun. I can come out and say, yeah, look, I still believe, I still think he's a stash, and people will go, mate, you shit house. You ki he's killed all year. Why would you stash him? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I, I, th I still think he's going to be a good player. But I, I have said for probably four weeks or so now that it's going to take a wood trade or injury for this to come to fruition. So if you can't stash through these scenarios, if you're in a situation where you've got a lot of dead weight, you've got a lot of injuries, you're struggling in the standings, it doesn't make sense to stash him. But then if I say to drop him, mate, how can you possibly say to drop Shingun? The trade deadline's coming up. And if wood goes, he's going to be this huge option. And I get that part of it as well. But it's all context dependent. If I say drops, someone's droppable, that doesn't mean you have to drop them. It's all context dependent. If you're in a spot where you can sit and wait, and wait to see if Wood gets traded, which I think is a decent proposition. It's not likely, though. No one's likely to get traded. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. You might be just sitting on a complete turd here with Shangun in terms of where the minutes go. He had six points in 15 minutes here. It's it's very... I'm putting the, the, the situations out here. He needs a Wood trade to be a 12-team league player. Are you in a spot where you can deal with this for three and a half weeks to wait for a Wood trade? If it even happens and you got well less than 50% chance of that actually happening, that's really dependent on you, your roster, your league settings, your position, the standings, all that sort of stuff. Um, the wild thing. Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. He'd been playing well. And then this, 10-4-2. He's very up and down. And overall, the numbers end up coming back to being a back-end 12-team league guy. And that's where he is. KJ Martin had nine points in 22 minutes. Gary Bird had 17 with four threes. He's a streamer for threes and points, and that's it. Well, Jalen Green, yeah, better line. 15, 5, and 4 in 29 minutes. I still don't think that he is an absolute must-roster 12-team league player. On the Kings, pre-game, Tyrese Halliburton was ruled out, COVID protocols. Marvin Bagley was out with a shoulder issue. They started Terrence Davis. He played 37 minutes. 17, 6, and 5 with four steals and two threes. And four, while Halliburton's out, Davis is an ad. Buddy Heald solidifies his value. 27-5 and five with four steals and five threes. Again, production with Halliburton out. Darren Fox was not quite as good. 14-3-4 in 26 minutes. He continues to be a complete and utter disappointment. I don't even know if he gets better if he gets traded, to be honest. Um, it's just a real bummer that he's been so bad. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. 12 points on 29%. Yuck. But three assists, two steals, gets it done. He's still a 12-team league player. And with Halliburton out and then Fox getting ejected, which I think was probably the right call. It's pretty, pretty reckless from Fox, I thought. Um, Mitchell played 28 minutes and probably his best game. 17, 4, and 7 with four steals. Mitchell, Davis, and Heald all had four steals each. Good game from Mitchell. Now, I don't think that Fox is getting suspended or anything like that. And Davis is the guy benefiting mostly from Halliburton being out. But maybe in like 14 or 16 team leagues, Davion can be a stream option. With Bagley out, they started Shemezi Metu. He had 14 and 7. And let's get to the thing that you want me to talk about, and that's Rashawn Holmes. Holmes, he returned, played 15 minutes and had 4 points. And he got a steal. It's objectively terrible. Like, it's, it's bad, and it's been bad for him for a few weeks now. But he had the eye injury, 
which cost him a lot of time. He came back, then he got COVID. That took a lot of time, and now he's back. He is underdone. He is out of conditioning. He is out of feel. He is out of rhythm. If anyone drops Rashawn Holmes, I would add him. If anyone wants to trade Rashawn Holmes, I would get him on the cheap. I would not send him away if I've got him. It's frustrating. It's annoying. All of this is true, but I would not give up on him. There are factors as to why this is happening. I think Alvin Gentry is mismanaging Rashawn Holmes, and I don't think that Gentry is going to use him to the same degree that uh, Luke Walton did. So that's something to bear in mind. But I also don't think this is the new Holmes, that this is the new level of production. They also went true wizard style here and played three centers with 13 minutes for Len and 13 minutes for Jones, which honestly nobody needs to see. Not a single person needs to see those spuds getting those minutes. But here we are, I guess. That's And that's what we, uh, unfortunately, what we got to see. But maybe if I had the strength of a Bilt Bar with me, I'd be able to get through nonsense from coaches like that. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And instead of reaching for a sugary treat, I can get a Built Bar because they're just 130 calories per bar. Four grams of sugar, four grams of carbs, but high in protein, 17 grams of protein. And the flavor, the DI, the deliciousness index is off the charts. Cookies and cream is great. Coconuts are awesome. Orange and raspberry and strawberry. Um, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie. So many great flavors. Plus they chuck the SEs in there, the special editions all the time. So head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get yourself your boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. BetOnline would like to wish you a new happy betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs. BetOnline is the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. So it's a new year and it's a new updated desktop site or check out the mobile site as well and sign up using the code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome deposit match bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, let's go on to the next game. The Utah Jazz, they get the win over the Nuggets. In the end, it was pretty comfortable. Uh, final score of 125 to 102. We got Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert returning for the Jazz in this one. Gobert was really good. 35 minutes, 18 and 19, two blocks, 100% from the field. Only 57 from the line, but big numbers otherwise. Don Mitchell had 31-5-4. Boyan scored 21 points with five assists, which is a fluke. And Conley only needed the 23 minutes, 8-3-6. I wonder if they kept his minutes down so they can play him in the back-to-back. I don't know whether they will, but that's that's possible. Royce O'Neal, Basmati man, 11-3. He's just a 14-team league player, not a must-roster 12 in my mind. While Jordy Clarkson, a good game from Clarko, 16-6-3. A steal and a block. He hit three triples. Um, he's at least worth holding through the games tomorrow. Uh, I don't think long-term he's a must-roster, but for some teams, he is. He has value on uh, on the right squad with his ability to score. Rudy Gay had seven points in 21 minutes, while Ingles dropped in five assists, but they are just deeper format players and not 12-team league guys. For the Nuggets, we better start with the big stiffy, Bones Highland. 37 minutes. Only had 13 points, but three threes, three assists, and a block. Now, there was no Austin Rivers, but that's it, really. Faku only played 19 minutes, but that's 30-plus for two in a row for Bones. And this one, we had 29 minutes of Monty. We had 36 minutes of Barton, so it wasn't a blowout in that direction, keeping those minutes down. We have to pay attention to this. You know that I've said for a million times about Bones providing what the Nuggets need. A guy that can create his own shot, that can score and can hit threes, but they just haven't used him. Now they're using him. I would add the big stiffy in 14 teams. 
I would be very interested in adding him in 12s, and I think it's not a bad move to do it. I don't know that this continues. I don't know that Malone will play him 30 when Rivers is back. He bloody should, but I don't know whether he will. But it's worth having a look at it. Like, he did so bloody much in this game, Jokic. 25, 15, and 14 with two steals. Just couldn't do enough to get the win. Well, Farton Will Barton had 16 points. And it was a good game from Aaron Gordon. 20 and 7 with six assists and two triples. Um, he's been obviously really up and down. But getting a good game like that is nice. Well, I think I said this maybe on the waiver wire show. Like, Jeff Green, he'll go out and score 25. And then the next game, he'll have three points. I wasn't far off. He had four um, with three rebounds. He is not a 12-team league guy. He just isn't. He is just a streamer for like 16-teamers, not really even a must in 14s. While Faku's just a streamer, when he plays like this, 2-1-1, one, one, that's shocking from him. He should not be a... He's not a must-roster player. If I had Faku, I'd pretty comfortably switch him for the big stiffy. I just think there's way more upside in what Bones can bring. All right, so let's go to the last game of the night. Another blowout on a day full of them. The Warriors lose to the Wolves. 119-99 is the final score. With Draymond out for the next couple of weeks, Otto Porter, 26 minutes, 12 and 9, two threes, four assists, two steals. That's 12-team worthy. Take a flyer on him. No worries. You can maybe do the same for John Kaminga, who played 33 minutes. That's a lot of minutes. They basically removed one Toscano from uh, Anderson from the rotation to get those minutes to Kaminga. 19 and 7 starts off good. Yeah, 6 of 10 from the line, shitful. He's never going to be an assist guy, but he didn't also bring defense. And I think he can do that. But just be aware he will hurt your percentages. Think big man Kevin Porter Jr., but there is an ability here to at least be maybe 14-team league. Clay had 13 points in 23 minutes. Still the same thing. Same problem. Low minutes and low efficiency. It's going to be an ongoing problem. If you need consistent production now, holding on to Clay might not work for you. Jordy Poole, as long as Steph is out, 20 points, three threes. He's worth a 12-team league roster spot. And they're going to get, hopefully, Steph and Gary Payton back soon. And that will squish things a little bit for Kaminga, for Porter, for Poole, for Damian Lee who played another 24 minutes here for eight points. So the rotation still we don't know fully without Draymond because Steph and Gary Payton still have to return. For the Wolves, comfortable stuff here. 26 and 11 for Towns. Beasley uh, chipped in with 16 points in 24 minutes and Jalen Noel had 17, 2 and 4. Noel continues to impress me. A really nice 16-team league, maybe even 14-team league option. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, bar 10 and 6, not his best game, but still 12-team valuable, as is Pat Beverly, who had 10, 4 and 4 with a uh, steal and a block. Wasn't a great game from uh, Goose, Anthony Edwards. Only took eight shots, only hit three of them, had nine points with one rebound and two assists. Okay, he's been great. He's been top 20 over the last two weeks. We give him a pass here. Well, Russell only played 22 minutes in the blowout. Seven points, 12 assists, two steals, revenge game, 22% shooting. And then for the people who tell me that Andrew Wiggins always does well in revenge games, 12 points, I should have mentioned this earlier, 12 points for Wigo for the Warriors in 29 minutes. 36% shooting. Again, revenge games are bullshit. Um, not much else to talk about with the the Wolves in that game. A really easy blowout victory in the end. Let's look at the lines of the night. Your monstrous goes to Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Your waiver wire goes to Terrence Davis. At least while Halliburton's out, we stream him in. Young Gun is Davion Mitchell. A deeper league option there, but it did help that Fox was ejected towards the end. of The dud of the night is another Sacramento player, Rashawn Holmes. A bit harsh, I guess, coming back from COVID, but that line is bad enough that he gets that line. He gets the uh, the award. Your top 10 players. 
in nine category leagues today. We've got Jokic at one, Kevin Porter, Buddy Heald, Rudy Gobert, Christian Wood, Terrence Davis, Jordan Clarkson, Carl Anthony Towns, Otto Porter, and Aaron Gordon. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. It's Terrence Davis, Otto Porter. Yep, 12-team streamers. Mitchell a bit deeper. Campaign next. Corey Joseph's got 12-team value amazingly. Jay Crowder's got some value while Cameron Johnson's out. Garrison Matthews, no thanks. JaVal McGee, yes, add him. Jalen Noel, 14s, yep, no worries. And Naz Reed, yeah, not much to see, I don't think, with him. And then on to your top 10 players in points leagues today. We went Jokic, Wood, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Towns, Heald, Terrence Davis, Davion Mitchell, Devin Booker, and Aaron Gordon. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up, leave a comment, subscribe, tell your friends. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.